0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the VIP Ignite Podcast. I'm your host, Deneen White. Today I am going to be talking to you about a subject that is very near and dear to me. It is unlock, unleashing your superpower. In today's world of hyperconnectivity through social media, every single day feels like a competition. When I work out, there are hundreds of people who are posting pictures where they've sweated more, burned more calories, lifted heavier weights. When I look on Instagram after I've made a delicious dinner, it seems like everyone has eaten a more nutritious, more beautiful, more decadent meal with finer wine than I have. When I log on to Facebook, it feels like my friends are further along in their careers, they have fabulous families, and they are living La Vida Loca on amazing vacations, not to mention their awesome cars. You see, comparison is the thief of joy. At this very moment, as you are listening to this, you have everything inside of you already that you need to be successful. Every single thing. You alone possess a superpower that you have been developing since your first breath. It is something that no one can take from you. What is the superpower? Growing up, I always wanted a superpower. I was that shy girl in school, an introvert to the extreme. I was the girl who stayed home on weekends reading books while all of my friends were out playing or going to parties. I never really was able to break out of my shell until well after high school. And I just, I I honestly, I just never really understood the people around me. Like, why would you want to be going out and having fun and uh, and partying when you could be reading a book? I mean, honestly. So I like, I was a complete bookworm. I still am a complete bookworm and pretty much a nerd to this day. When I was younger, the superpower that I really wanted was to be invisible. I remember when I first read Harry Potter, I was like, I want that cloak of invisibility. That would be all paid a really good, I would have paid a lot of money for that cloak, let me tell you. Then as I got older, I just, the, my desires changed a lot. I just wanted people to see me. Like I was the person who always worked harder than the next person. I would give more time and give more energy than the next person. I just, I thought that the more that I gave, the more that people would see me and more that people would acknowledge me. And I've gone through this. I've vacillated between wanting to be invisible and just wanting to be seen, which it's very contradictory. But over the past year, I figured out that I actually do have a superpower. It's not invisibility. It's not visibility. It's not my hard work ethic. It's actually my story. One of my favorite songs is Unwritten by Natasha Bedingfield. That song has brought me to some of the hardest times of my life. Some of my favorite lyrics in the song are, live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book begins. The rest is still unwritten. The single most powerful thing that you own in your arsenal is your story. You are the one that has the power to write it, to edit it. You can't change the past. You can't change the parts that are bad, that have already occurred. You can't change decisions that you made that you wish you could go back and change. But you do have the power today to change your story. One of the things that you have to learn when you're learning to wield your story and to use your story as a strength is you have to figure out how to look the hard parts of your story in the face and turn those things that may have been an embarrassment to you into a strength. Growing up, my family didn't have a whole lot of money. We weren't, we never really wanted for anything per se. Like we always had presents on birthdays and Christmas and my parents always provided for us. We always had a roof over our heads. My dad worked tirelessly to make sure that we had like the essentials, but we never really had an abundance of money. And like summers, we didn't go on vacations. We went to visit my grandmother in Syracuse while my dad was away for 2 weeks at the um he was in the National Guard, so he would go away to Fort Drum for 2 weeks. And we would go out to my grandmother's house. So, like, we didn't have vacations. And when we did have vacations, we, like, rented a a cabin in the woods. And my mom made dinner. Like, we cooked all our meals. Like, we went out to one meal. But, like, I mean, we, we, I, we lived a really good childhood. But we didn't have an abundance. And my mother's mantra growing up was overcome and improvise. No matter what, Janine, you can always overcome and improvise. And I used to hate it when she said that. Honestly, like, she would say that to me. And I would roll my eyes. I'm like, oh, so that means we don't have what we need, right? Okay, let's overcome and improvise, mom. But the funny thing is, is now that I'm an adult, that's something that I say all the time, overcome and improvise. It's amazing how something that I was ashamed of, like my friends growing up were going to concerts, they were going away on these extravagant vacations. And I was heading to Syracuse um, to see my grandmother for my vacation. So I really, there was a long time in my life that I really resented the way I grew up because I didn't appreciate how hard my parents worked. But now that I'm an adult and living on my own, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate Overcome and Improvise because there are times when you just have to, you have to throw your plans aside and you have to use what you have at your fingertips to make things happen. That's so important. That is a life skill that if I didn't grow if I didn't grow up the way I did, I wouldn't have and I can't tell you how invaluable that skill has been. So something that I was really ashamed of, always having to overcome and improvise, is something that has become one of my biggest strengths. I'm very resilient as a result of it. And part of my story is the resilience that I've that was born in me through my my history, through my past. So you're probably wondering, okay, why is she rambling on about this? Like, how does this relate to me? Like, what does this have to do with the entertainment industry or with life in general? I'm glad that you asked. You see, what sets you apart from everyone else is your story. That thing that makes you uncomfortable that you may want to hide, those mistakes that you made, those are the things that make you unique. Things that you've experienced, if managed properly, can develop a greater level of empathy within you. Empathy is like a buzzword. Now everyone's talking about empathy. Empathy is defined as the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. So that's great. Like how, again, how does that, how does that fit into this whole conversation that we're having? Um, Empathy will allow you to connect with people in a way that maybe you wouldn't be able to, if you didn't, if you don't develop that. Like, Let's take networking, for example, and if you've listened to this podcast at all, I think on every episode where I've interviewed someone or I've talked, networking has come up because if you want to be successful in, not only in the entertainment industry, but if you want to be successful in life, you have to learn how to network. So you're you're in the entertainment industry and you're at one of these VIP Ignite events and you're one of the hundred people that's lucky enough and you're meeting with casting directors and you're meeting with all these industry leaders. The thing is about these guys is that they have heard every story. They can read your energy better than anyone else on the planet because that's what they do. That's how, that's how they got to where they are. So if you walk up to someone and you are obviously looking for something for yourself, like you reek of desperation, they're going to smell it on you from a mile away. They're going to "Oh yeah, here comes another one. But if you go up to a person and you're talking to them and you actually take a genuine, genuine interest in what they have to say and in their life, they're going to see that. They're going to see the difference. And this is where empathy comes in because you have to put yourself into the role of that person that you're talking to. Like imagine if you were a casting director and you had, you go to this event and you're happy to give back, but, Every person that you come that comes up to you, they only care about themselves. Like, how would that make you feel? Would you would Would you be like, oh yeah, let's do this? So, what can really set you apart is if you go up to someone and take a genuine interest in their lives. If everyone in the, I mean, this this here is life changing. This could be this could change the world. Honestly, if we would all just instead of going up to people with an agenda of our own, just go up to be genuinely interested in other people then I mean imagine if we all sat down and talked instead of ranting at each other but I digress so using your story what you can do when you go up to when you go up to some, someone that you're networking with what I would suggest to you is just put yourself in their shoes and really like do some research find out what makes these guys tick and Ask them questions about themselves. Ask them questions about their careers. Ask them how they got there. Like, just take a genuine interest and go up to to these people and treat them like they're human beings. There's so much that you can learn from other people's stories. And when you ask other people their stories, they're then going to want to hear your story. So always go in with an open mind, but always go in, like, wanting to learn from someone. But always make sure that, like, you you are showing a general genuine interest in them because that, that's where empathy comes in. Like, I deal with people all day long. Like, that's my job. Like, 10 hours a day, four days a week, I'm in an office where I have to – where I have the opportunity to interact with people. And it's amazing how you can totally disarm someone by just asking them their story. And then as you do that, then they actually – have more interest in you. So it's it's a win-win. So make sure that you're when you're going up to someone that you're asking them their story, but you also have to come equipped with your story. I am going, what I suggest to you, I think that um, part of subscribing to the podcast, you should probably be forced to buy like a notebook or a journal or something like that. Because what I really want you to do right now or after you're finished listening to the podcast, not right now, obviously, is get a piece of paper and just start writing out your story. Write out where you came from. Write out who you are, what makes you tick. Sit down and, like, look the hard things that you faced in the – look at the things, the hard things that you have faced and really deal with the emotions of those things because you, really owning your story is going to – help you not only when you're networking, but it's going to help you when you are make, when you're successful in the industry. Stories that are, that feel like kryptonite. And I want to share one of the hardest ones with you. Growing up, I had a very enigmatic, enigmatic relationship with my grandmother. She was really upset that I was born because she had a five-year-old <laughs> so like it was totally my fault that I was born when my aunt was five years old but whatever so she was always she never wanted to be a grandmom she was like oh I'm too young to be a grandmother so she's like we had kind of an enigma of not a great relationship for most of my life and like I felt it like she like she had to do the grandmotherly thing but it was some. it was like for me it was a real source of contention because I never understood really like why doesn't this woman like me? And then growing up, my mom and I were very close. We still are very close. And my grandmother didn't really understand that because she didn't have a really close relationship with her children. So there are so many pain points with me and my grandmother. There was this one time where I took her to a, um, where I took her on a bus trip. Like I took her to the destination where she would go off with her friends on a bus trip. And she said something, we were talking and I, she said to me, well, Denise, all of my relatives are dead. And I looked at her, I said, grandma, I'm alive. I'm your relative. All your relatives aren't dead. And like that stuck with me for so many years. Cause how hurtful is it to tell your granddaughter that all of your relatives are dead? So I had a really, really, really tough time with my grandmother and, she developed she got lung cancer she had small cell lung cancer and I remember I was there when she got the diagnosis and it was like the single hardest thing that I've ever experienced in my life because this woman who was fiercely independent got given a death sentence and she chose not to do treatment because she just she didn't have the fight in her she didn't want to pay the money for the chemotherapy to be to feel sick and she I mean she was older and she was I guess she was ready to go. So I'll never forget. The doctor told her, Elsie, if you do not take treatment, you're going to be dead before Christmas. And that cut my heart so hard. But for my grandmother, that gave her the drive that she needed to live. So she got the diagnosis in August and we had a really big Thanksgiving dinner for her. And we had a really big Christmas dinner for her. Like we tried to make it like the Norman Rockwell, like everyone gets together, pretends to get along the whole nine yards and I'll never forget on Christmas. She said, yo, Denise, you should call that doctor and tell him I'm still alive. So it was just funny. Like this woman that I had this terrible relationship with for most of my life over the last year of her life, we got really, we got to be really, really close. And I spent as much time as with her as I could. And she and I really got to know each other and like, her last words to me were, I love you. Now go home, because she didn't want me to see her that way. And why am I telling you the story of my grandmother? The thing is, is that when I was younger, I didn't understand why she was so resentful of me. I didn't understand, any, and, I, like, honestly, I didn't really care for old people, because I was like, why are old people so mean? But when I got to know her in, like, that last year, like, I was – I. I wouldn't say I was her full-time caretaker, but I was there and I was taking care of her and I was taking care of my mom and her sisters because they all needed someone to care for them. And during that year, I really learned a lot about myself. I learned about empathy. Like that's why empathy is such a big thing for me because I learned that you have to learn people's stories and you have to tell your story in order to understand and With my grandmother, I've, like, just taken the time to be with her, even though it was so pain, like, I had such a painful relationship with her. I learned so much about myself, and I learned about her, and going through that, it made me truly, that made me, it broke me down when she passed away, but it certainly was one of the things in my life that was pivotal that made me the person I am right now here talking to you on this podcast. So when you get to a point, like, there was a long time I couldn't share that story without crying. But the thing is, is that you have to look at those hard things in the face. You have to look at the rejections that you faced in the past. You have to look at the hurts. And you have to really process them. And you have to get to the point where you can still feel the things, but that they're not to the point where you feel like you're crushed anymore. Like, you can certainly feel it but use it as your power. So let's circle back the wagons here and get back to the entertainment industry. Okay. So you've gone through a lot of experiences and those experiences that you, that you've lived through are going to make you so much better at your craft. If you are um, an actor, okay, you're being paid essentially, or your craft in general is to bring a character to life and how much richer will your character be if you bring your own experience to it like if you have gone through trauma and you play a a character that had trauma in the past you can bring that to life in a whole new way if you are a musician people love music because music takes them away for a minute and if you're a musician and you're putting your heart and soul and all of your experiences into every song that you're singing how much more are people going – how much better received are you going to be? And even, like, in the modeling industry, like, you're being paid to tell a story. Like, you're being photographed telling someone else's story. You're bringing the the designer's story to life by wearing those clothes. So you have a real – you have an, a real opportunity to share yourself with people in a way that no one else does. Like, I work in a dental office. I see, like, 50 people a day. I don't have the wide exposure. Like, this is a real awesome opportunity for you to, like, really tell your story and be raw and let people know the truth. I'm not saying that you should share every little dirty secret that you have with people, but you being transparent and sharing your story is going to be inspirational to so many people on so many levels. Like, you have... I don't know, I hope that anyone who is trying to get into this industry is doing it for the art and for the craft, because that is what's going to keep you driving, keep driving you forward. But you really have a responsibility also to share your story. So sit down and really start to look at your story, like write almost a little autobiography autobiography, and just really start to develop your story, because there's going to come a time when you are going to be meeting with someone and they're going to want to know your story and you're going to have to tell it to them. So while you're preparing your lines and while you're working out and eating well and doing all the technical things that you have to do, make sure you're really working on your story also because your story is unique. Your story, you're the only one who possesses your story and your story is going to be the thing that's going to attract someone to you one day. So just make sure that you're really owning all parts of who you are And don't allow yourself to be ashamed of any part of your story because all those things that that you see as weaknesses, if you share those with people, you're going to find out that they're actually your strengths. So thank you very much for listening to my ramble here today. I hope that um, I brought you some value. I'm really excited that I had the opportunity to do this and I hope that you will tune in next week. On Monday, I'm really excited. I'm having a young artist, Michael Anderson Bell, from Houston, Texas, on the show. He is a mu- he's an up-and-coming musician. He's a poet. His passion for music and life is going to totally inspire you, so make sure that you tune in next week. If you like what you've heard today, make sure that you hit subscribe to the podcast because we definitely want you to bring this to you on a daily basis. And if you want more information on how you can become an actor, a model, a musician, and you're interested in meeting industry leaders at upcoming events in Miami, New York, or Los Angeles, please make sure you visit our website at ammsociety.com. Thank you for listening and have a great day.